Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions about Christianity. Sometimes I get asked questions that I wonder myself. I know I don't have all the answers, and I trust the Bible to guide me. But for someone who doesn't believe in the Bible, where do I even start? Searching for God is a study package you can do alone or with a group. It'll walk you through some of the challenges you're facing from friends or family who don't understand your faith. Searching for God. Available at Zondervan.com. Don't feel pressured to be the closer. Don't feel pressured to be the one who delivers the gospel and gets the result right then and there. That's, I think, maybe in some cases, in some situations, that's a little bit of a trap of the enemy because instead of giving us what we need to accomplish that, it creates fear in us and and cripples us in that conversation. So be patient. Don't assume it's going to happen in this conversation in this moment. In fact, it might be healthier to assume it's not. That frees you up to say, it's not on me. It's on the Holy Spirit. Hi, this is Holly and welcome to Study with Friends. This week, we wrap up our study of the book of 1 Peter. In verse 315, God commands us to be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. We'll talk today about practical, biblical ways to do that. But if you'd like to hear the rest of this series, go to studywithfriends.org and type Peter in the search box. You can listen there online or search us at your favorite streaming service like Spotify or iTunes. That's studywithfriends.org. You can also follow us on your favorite social media. We're active on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you have questions about the Bible, you can post them on our Facebook page. We'll try to answer them for you. We think that others might also benefit from your questions. So I hope you'll visit us there and start the conversation. That's really what Study with Friends is all about, building community around God's Word. Let's get started. So let's dive in then, because you guys have hit a lot of these notes already, and then we'll be done. Okay, so number one I put in the discussion guide, examples that we can see in Acts 17 of how to fruitfully defend our faith. And by the way, I think you have to read through Acts 17, because the reason this is a great example is peppered in to Acts 17 is the fruit of Paul's labor. And it says, and many people believed, and many mm-hmm. people believed, mm-hmm. and many people believed. So let's not forget that Paul part. Paul was a rock star. Yeah, he was a rock star. Okay, so let's look first. Um, my first point is, in order to be effective in defending your faith, number one for me is be in relationship. Yeah. So I do have, I am I am blessed by the YouTube videos and the lecturers who stand up and, and, and do lectures and defend their faith defend our faith from a stage but I also recognize that's not particularly relevant Mm -hmm. because I I will likely have to defend my faith in a coffee shop or on my couch or in someone's backyard and so it's better for me to understand that my first priority is to be in relationship we talked a little bit about this you can win the argument but lose the soul they can argue with your argument but not your testimony all those things come in the context of relationship so be in relationship that's the first way to to defend your faith well now from uh, verse two can we fill in as Paul went in and Paul went in as was his custom and on what are the blanks here what are the blanks here on on your discussion guide three Sabbath days okay so three Sabbath days what he reasoned with them from the scriptures that's verse 
two. Why do you think I pulled out three Sabbath days? Because he was there for a while. He was creating those relationships. Yeah. So that's three weeks. At least. You're saying. At least. And Romy, mm-hmm. that speaks to what you were commenting on earlier. He wasn't trying to close the deal in one meeting. Right. So I think be in relationship. Mm-hmm. Okay. He reasoned. Um, um, now I've jumped to verse 17. He reasoned blank, blank, blank. What is that? In the synagogue mm-hmm. with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace day by day with those who happen to be there. Okay. So here again. He's not trying to close the deal one time. So Gianni, you said three Sabbath days. That's at least three weeks. It's mm-hmm. three weeks. And I said, it's at least three weeks because in verse 17, he said, it says he reasoned in the synagogues. So that means he went week on week on week and he talked to the Jews there. And then he was in the marketplace and he uh, day by day and he talked with whatever he found there. So he's, He's got a multi-pronged approach. He wants to deal with the Jews. He knows to meet them where they are in the synagogue. He wants to deal with the everyday man. He knows to meet them where they are in the marketplace. Yeah? So be in relationship. Meet people where they are. Great. Okay, the next, number two. That Also, that's not just meet people where they are mentally. It is also physically. Absolutely. Meet people where they are. Go to the place that they are. Go to a place that you might not usually go to. Mm-hmm. But if you want to reach people, you need to physically be in the same place. <laughs> yep, that's a great point. Um, I, I'd i like to, to add to that point, which I'm glad you mentioned. Um, I have respect for people who go on a Saturday or a Sunday door-to-door witnessing for Jesus Christ or go to a mall and accost people for Jesus Christ. I have respect for that. It takes but I stamina. don't I don't think that's what we're seeing here because I know that you know Paul was a tent maker. That's how he sustained himself to for his own ministry. He made his own money by making tents and he sustained himself to travel around through making tents. He had a practical job that supported his ministry. So I think what we see here is while he's doing his job, he's reasoning with people day to day. So where he happens to be, um, again, nothing but respect for people who go on a Saturday and a Sunday and find people to witness to. Nothing but respect. But I, I think what we're seeing here is someone who's where they're planted in life, where they're planted in life, witnessing in that place and meeting people where they are there. Does that make sense? I think he also had it profession that allowed him to travel Mm -hmm. which I think is which not everyone has and I think if you have that that's you know a blessing but not every you don't have to you know Paul went everywhere he went all over God's green earth but being in the context of relationship maybe it's better if you stay in one place I mean we work I work with people who are atheists I've worked with them for 10 years Mm. it's going to take time Right. So so there's uh, there's you can be a blessing in both situations. So be in relationship. That's number one. Number two, I wrote, be prepared. Caitlin, you called that out. You were like he was ready. Uh, So let's read in verse 11. Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. So what's the word I called out there? examined right so what i'm calling out here is actually the bereans 
about how they were faithful to examining the scriptures. And what we talked about a little bit earlier, don't just believe and not learn. You have to keep learning. Learn your Bible and learn the answers to the questions that people pose. Examine the truth. I would like to just like comment um, something that seems obvious but is also important. Where were they getting those scriptures? If they are examining the scriptures every day to see what Paul said was true, he must have given them material to read. Well, the Berea, I mean, the Old Testament was a thing, so they he sure, didn't have to give it to them. They the, they probably well, already didn't he had have it. The Gospels with him? No, this is the Book of Acts. When is that chronologically? But first. Oh, never mind. Yeah, so they're they're examining the Old Testament. Got it. To see if what Paul said is true, they're saying is oh. is did is everything that is prophesied in the Old Testament is what Paul's saying about this dude Jesus? Is it really the fulfillment? That's what they're saying. That's what they're looking at. Okay, so be prepared. Um, however, you are inclined to do so, be prepared. Have the answers in your own. I I really think have the answers in your own heart. Be confident in your own heart, and you'll feel more confident in conversations when they come upon you. So number two is be, so number one is be in relationship. Number two is be prepared. Number three is be patient. Um, We talked about this a little bit earlier as well. You don't be, don't feel pressured to be the closer. Don't feel pressured to be the one who delivers the gospel and gets the result right then and there. That's, I think maybe in some cases, in some situations that's a little bit of a trap of the enemy because instead of giving us what we need to accomplish that it creates fear in us and and cripples us in that conversation so be patient don't assume it's going to happen in this conversation in this moment in fact it might be healthier to assume it's not that frees you up to say it's not on me it's on the holy spirit um so in that context let's look at verse 16 while Paul was waiting for them in, in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So what's the, what did I call out in the homework? What was the word that I called out? Two words. I assume it's, I think it's a little bit of a different version, but I assume it's distressed. Uh, yeah, my version says he was greatly distressed. Greatly distressed. And the reason that I called that out is he had emotions. He might have felt like, oh my gosh, I have to go tell them the truth right now. I'm distressed by what I see. I need to fix it. I mean, who can't relate to that? If you have someone you love, someone in your family, someone you're in relationship with, like I told you to be in relationship and be prepared. So now you're in relationship and you're prepared and something comes to you and you are, you have a visceral response. You have an emotional response. You're like, oh no, I can't let you, who I love, sit there in a lie I need to bring you to the truth well first you need to be patient be patient because Paul waited until he was invited to speak on that he was distressed he saw the idols he took in the unknown God he took it all in and he waited on the Lord to bring an opportunity to him that would be fruitful because if he led as you said earlier Jana if you lead with your own flesh God will block it. Yeah. It's hard for you to remember scriptures because in the end, then you get the credit. But if you wait on the Lord and let him go in front of you, 
like Paul does. If you're patient, you can see fruit. Okay. You guys have questions so far? Now I'm kind of just preaching at you. Okay. I do have uh, one thing. Um, earlier you said, when you said the, um, you know, assume that you won't be the last, the closer, you know, what you said earlier about the last piece of the puzzle, you know, you might, we assume that you won't be the last piece of the puzzle. I, 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 I like what you're saying there, but I did want to just call out quickly that I don't think the prayer is the last piece of the puzzle. I don't know that there is a last piece of the puzzle because I think a trap that Christians fall into a lot is, okay, I prayed with them and now they're a Christian and it's great and now I'm done. And, but there's so much after that because, you know, like if you pray, the, if you pray with someone and they accept Jesus and then you are like, okay, bye, mm. I'm off to my next convert. Mm-hmm. It's, you didn't do anything. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm glad that you brought that up because that's a little bit what I think might be wrong with the idea of going to the mall and trying to pray with people getting to numbers. convert them. Yeah. Get this numbers game. That's what uh, I, I would never criticize it because I do believe some people are called to do that. <laughs> I really do. But I also feel like you're right. If you just meet people on the street and, and, and pray with them, um, there's no accountability. Where, how, you have to they help them plug in. You, they need a tribe. Yeah. Um, so and, thanks for that reminder. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fine if it's not you. It's fine if you're like, okay, now you, I had an experience where I was like, okay, I prayed with someone and I was like, now I don't know how to help you after this, but I can give you to someone who does. Yeah. And you know, you can like, it's not hand, not hand them off, but well, like, no, you know, yes, hand, hand them, them off. off. Like, because, because, yeah. okay, in, you, you know, like, in, in the Bible, it tells us that each of us is a part of the body mm-hmm. and that each of us has a purpose. So if the hand only was a hand and couldn't bring food to the mouth, we would die. So the hand brings food to the mouth because that's where that that should go next. Yeah. So don't be afraid to hand off. Hand off. <laughs> okay. The next one is be persistent. Um, let's read verses 19 and 20 and fill in the blanks on that one. So number, number one is be in relationship. Number two is be prepared. Number three is be patient. And, and number four is be persistent. So verses 19 and 20 in Acts 17. Can someone else read it, please? Okay. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we want to know what they mean. Okay. So uh, what were the things I asked you to fill in on your homework? Uh, took and brought. Okay. So they took him and brought him to the Areopagus. So, um, I guess I need a little bit of context because he had already had some conversations with people. We know he had already had some conversations with people in the marketplace, in the synagogue, right? Mm -hmm. So he's just, he's just going to be persistent because they're, they're calling for that. They're asking for his persistence. They're saying, may we know this new teaching that you're presenting. You bring some strange things to our our ears. We want to know what these things mean. So continue to, to talk to people, continue to give them. And, you know, Paul's in this blessed situation where now they're asking for more. They're asking for more. And I think that 
that's the best possible situation to find yourself in. That we're at, they're asking you for more. That you're not shoving it down their throat. They're asking you, tell me more about what you mean by that. And so this, this just means be prepared to be persistent. Continue to deliver the truth. Continue in that path. So actually, I think it's exactly what you're saying, Gianna, um, is the persistence of the truth, whether it's you or somebody else. I think, you know, was kind of what you were saying. It, it might be somebody else that needs to persist with the truth, but persistence is required to get us all to the finish line, right? Okay. And then we talked about this a little bit before, but it's really, really important to remember to be relevant. So we talked about meeting people where they are. And I think, um, uh, Caitlin, you called this out earlier, but we'll go ahead and do it in the order that we find it in our homework, which is verses 22 and 23. Uh, can somebody read that, please? Acts 17, verses 22 and 23. So Paul, standing before the council, addressed them as follows. Men of Athens, I notice that you are very religious in every way. For as I was walking along, I saw your many shrines, and one of your altars had this inscription on it. To an unknown God, this God whom you worship without knowing is the one I'm telling you about. Okay, so what is the word? I think it might be different in a few translations. What is the word that I called out there? I actually don't know. Oh, I think it's looked carefully at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you know what? Um, Can't we all just speak ancient Greek? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> I looked carefully. Thank you, Caitlin. Um, somewhere else it says he noticed. He noticed. But that's okay. I, I like looked carefully better. Um, he says, I looked carefully um, at the objects of your worship. And so this idea of being relevant is what you girls called out earlier, which is looking carefully. I'm not just coming in with my own agenda. I'm paying attention to what's going on with you. I'm looking carefully. And that gives me a relevance to you that I would not otherwise have. So number five is be relevant. Um, Questions about my list of five things that we can get out of Paul's experience in Act 17. I think it's just a good little primer. And we talked earlier about how to be prepared, how to be patient, long-suffering, how to be persistent, how to be relevant, and how to be in relationship. But I just wanted to boil it down and not just give it to you because Holly said so, give it to you because Paul showed Mm -hmm. us this is where it bears fruit. So do you, do you have questions about how we're pulling that all together? We're coming to the end here. I want to make sure that you guys are leaving here better equipped than you were when you walked in. So what questions do you have or, or comments that you just want to squeeze in at the last minute here? All right, I'll read from the end of the homework. And then I have several other uh, Bible verses in the homework that would be really um, great to look at because they all talk about how God promises to bear fruit from our yielded preparedness in making a defense to our faith. Uh, Confidence in our ability to make a defense of our faith can be developed if we follow Paul's example. Remember the Holy Spirit goes first, so the pressure is off, but also consider these scriptures as you prayerfully ask God to show you opportunities for, for sharing your faith. Okay, so 
questions, comments, pray it out. I'll tell you what, this has been amazing. You girls Mm -hmm. are fabulous (laughs) and uh, such a blessing. So thank you. Yeah, to me too. Mm. Oh, thanks. Definitely. Yeah. It reminds me of Paul saying to Timothy, don't let people look down on you because you're young. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed. Just I just wanted to sit back and listen, and, watch <laughs> and I and I did yeah. for the most part. You gotta so. be careful because if you let us talk, we'll keep talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll I enjoyed up. it. The other you gotta, you gotta cut great. us off. That was great. Absolutely. No, no it was you great. just keep going. That's you, you girls have wonderful. a lot of wisdom, and I'm blessed that you come and sit and do this with me. Thanks. Absolutely. Thank All right, let's pray it out. Pleasure. Thank you, God, for wisdom that comes in all packages and all ages. Thank you for the wisdom you provide from your scriptures. And thank you that your truth persists in the world. Whether we start with the Bible or not, that's where it ends. The truth is your word. You are truth. Please give us the confidence uh, that we need to have conversations with people to make a defense of our faith. God, we ask that you, again, go before us into conversations and relationships so that we can yield to you and bear the fruit that you have for us. Would you show us opportunities to do that as we go forward from this study? Help us feel equipped. Help us find books and resources to participate in small group studies and individual study that help us be prepared to make a defense for the reason for the hope that is in us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, it's Holly again. This is the part where I remind you that our ministry is supported by donations and ask you to prayerfully consider helping to financially support the ministry of Study with Friends. But guess what? In this particular study, You'll hear us talk a little bit about a book called Searching for God, recently published by Zondervan and available on their website or ours. It's a great resource for equipping yourself in the way that 1 Peter 3.15 instructs us. It says, be prepared to give an answer to anyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. Searching for God is for individual or group study, and it'll walk you through some of the challenges that you're facing from the culture and maybe friends or family who don't understand your faith. It'll help you have the confidence you need to have those conversations in an informed but loving way. You can get this book, Searching for God, on our website, studywithfriends.org, and that supports our ministry too, so that's a win-win. I hope you take a moment to visit our website. You'll find a lot of free resources there as well. That's studywithfriends.org. See you next time we study with friends. Sometimes I don't know how to answer questions about Christianity. Sometimes I get asked questions that I wonder myself. I know I don't have all the answers and I trust the Bible to guide me. But for someone who doesn't believe in the Bible, where do I even start? Searching for God is a study package you can do alone or with a group. It'll walk you through some of the challenges you're facing from friends or family who don't understand your faith. Searching for God. Available at Zondervan.com.